Today's horror story is written by Frost Jr. My friend RJ has always been interested in puzzles, so much so that it sometimes drove a wedge between him and other people. He tends to get invested in more elaborate ones to the point of obsession. And if you're not as quick to put something together as he is, he can be a bit condescending. Overall, I think he's got a good heart, though so I don't mind the occasional assholery. I was sitting in the school cafeteria Thursday afternoon when RJ plopped himself down next to me. He wore that shit-eating grin that said, Ted Edge has posted a new logic puzzle. So, what have you got for me today? I asked him. Your parents are pretty chill, right? He asked back through a mouthful of pizza. I mean, yeah, I guess. It depends on what you mean. You think they'd let us go out Saturday morning around three? I want to try something out. RJ had piqued my interest and was hamming it up now. He was trying to suppress a smile and act all mysterious, but it wasn't working. You gotta tell me what it is first. I said, laughing to myself a little bit. I knew he wasn't gonna talk, though. He was relishing his little secret too much. He just shrugged his shoulders at me and turned his head back towards his pizza. I'll tell you more this weekend. Friday night came, and I got a text from RJ around 10. Don't fall asleep, dickhead. I'll be there at 3 sharp. I knew why he was doing this. RJ didn't have a car and relied on me to take him places pretty often. Where he wanted to go at 3 a.m. was beyond me, though. He's not exactly the kind of guy to get drunk in the woods. By 3 o'clock, I was on my second cup of coffee and still fighting to stay awake. RJ showed up at the front door, wide awake. Ready to go to McDonald's? He blurted out as soon as I opened the door. I mimed slamming the door in his face, which didn't change his attitude in the slightest. I think you finally owe me an explanation, I said, shaking my head. Why are we going to McDonald's? RJ explained it to me as we got into the car. He spends a lot of time on 4chan. I don't. Apparently he came across this thread about weird receipts at McDonald's. There were a couple pictures included from people who had received these receipts. They all had a number written in red ink at the bottom of the paper. As an aside, I tried to find this thread he was talking about while I went to post this, but didn't have any luck. I don't ever use 4chan, though. If anyone can find the receipt pictures and link them in the comments, I'd really appreciate it. RJ told me that some people noticed all the receipts were processed at 3.33 a.m. on a Saturday. This little detail is what got them thinking this wasn't a coincidence, but might be some sort of big McDonald's challenge, kind of like Zakata 3301 or something. I actually thought it was pretty cool. I knew KFC did something like this with their Twitter account. They sent the guy who figured it out a picture of him getting a piggyback ride from Colonel Sanders. I thought maybe RJ and I could get one with Ronald McDonald if we figured this out. All the receipts had another thing in common. They had all ordered exactly five menu items. The red number at the bottom of the receipt was always a digit between zero and five. These menu items differed from receipt to receipt, but they were all numbered orders. For example, number one was always the Big Mac. RJ explained that this led him to guessing that the numbered menu items formed some sort of code that needed to be input in the right order. And I think I know what the passcode is, RJ said in a dramatic whisper. Look at the receipt with a red five on the bottom. They order two number ones, two number fours, and a number eight. I think those are the digits of the passcode. 
11448. They just need to be rearranged. And you figured out the right order? I asked excitedly. I'm pretty sure I did. I just hope no one else has beat me to it. Well, what is it? You'll see soon enough, RJ replied, his sly grin and returned. I pulled into the McDonald's parking lot. It was almost completely empty. I could see a couple employees and a lone customer inside. There was no one in the drive-thru line. Just pull up to the start of the drive-thru and sit there. Don't place an order yet, RJ instructed me. We have to place this order at exactly 3.33. I didn't like the idea of holding up the drive-thru line. But like I said, there was no one around, so I figured it wouldn't be too much of a problem. We sat in silence for the next couple minutes. I kept an eye on my mirrors to see if anyone was trying to get into line. RJ kept an eye on his phone, watching every passing minute. At 3.32, he told me to drive up to the speaker. We sat there for what seemed like an eternity as the poor employee tried to get us to talk to her. As soon as a minute passed, RJ leaned over to my window and placed our order. I'd like a number one. I'll take another number one, please. Uh, number four. Uh, number eight. And another number four. We watched as each number popped up on the little screen next to the speaker. RJ seemed satisfied with the results. The employee told us to pull forward. So, how'd you know that was the order? I asked RJ. He wouldn't tell me though, he just smiled and shrugged his shoulders again. We got our order and paid. The woman working the window didn't give us a little wink or knowing nod or anything. In fact, she seemed incredibly bored. I handed the bag to RJ and he tore through it for the receipt. There, at the bottom instead of a red number, was a red address. Holy shit, I muttered under my breath. RJ waved the receipt excitedly at the employee. Is this it? Are we supposed to go here? He asked her. The woman seemed incredibly confused. She looked at the receipt and squinted her eyes. She told us she had no idea what the address was or why it was on her receipt. RJ and I exchanged incredulous glances. Were the employees not in on this? Who was monitoring it and writing in the red ink? Maybe they were just instructed to play dumb. We pulled out of the driveway and I had RJ put the address into his phone. It was only about a 50 minute drive from where we were. And sure enough, it was another McDonald's. At this point I was totally invested. RJ didn't even have to ask me. I was already driving towards the second location. Once we got on the road again, it was completely silent. There were no cars or people anywhere on the street. I suppose it wasn't too weird for such an odd hour. Still, something wasn't sitting right with me. RJ seemed to feel it too, a sense of calm. There was no sound other than the purr of the engine, no rustling tree leaves, no overhead planes, no crickets. Nothing. I shrugged it off at the time as a side effect of being so tired, but now I'm not so sure. When we finally got to the second McDonald's, the parking lot was completely deserted. There were no cars, not even for the employees. All the lights inside the restaurant were on, but peering through the windows, it didn't seem like anyone was inside. That's weird, I said as we walked up to the front door. There's no one here. I reached forward and pulled on the glass door, expecting it to be locked. Instead, it gave way immediately, letting off a cheery chime that seemed to linger in the air. Um, 
Hello? I called out as we walked into the McDonald's. As I spoke, my breath appeared like a thick cloud in front of me. It was freezing inside. Each of our footsteps echoed off the tiled linoleum floor. Is anyone here? Silence. This is so fucking weird, RJ whispered. I'm going to go check the kitchen. Maybe there's someone back there. I wasn't sure if that was a good idea, but he was already leaping over the counter. We should go, I said. I don't want to get in any trouble here. This feels weird. No, wait, hang on. He snapped back. What's that? RJ was behind the counter looking out towards the seating area. I turned around following his gaze. There, alone on a table in the middle of the room, was a single Happy Meal box. We made our way over to the Happy Meal. On a closer inspection, we could see a napkin sticking out from under the box. There were two words written in the same red ink. Choose one. I looked back at RJ and he was just nodding at me furiously to open the box. So I opened the cardboard and reached inside. There were two small figures wrapped in plastic. Happy Meal toys. But as I looked at them more closely, a feeling of dread began to settle in the pit of my stomach. The figure in my right hand was short and stocky, while the one in my left hand was taller and more slender. One wore a green hoodie and jeans, the other was in basketball shorts and a t-shirt. It was us. The figures were so detailed, down to our eye color and shoe brands, they were dressed exactly as we were at that moment. Terrifying accuracy. RJ reached over and took his figure from my hand. What are... Who could have... RJ started asking through increasingly quick breaths, examining his own likeness in the toy. Dude, we need to get out of here. I managed to whisper back to him. I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but I was thoroughly creeped out by the whole thing. This didn't feel like a fun puzzle anymore. I turned and bolted back towards the door, still clutching my figure. RJ just stood at the table, staring at his miniature. Come on, man! I yelled back at him as I threw myself into the door. The door gave way and I was met with a blast of heat. The silence seemed to crack as I crossed the threshold outside of the store. A train blared in the distance, a dog barked across the street. I could hear cars driving along the highway in the distance. A slight breeze scattered some leaves across the tarmac of the parking lot. It was as if the whole world collectively breathed out a sigh at once. I turned back to RJ. The store was completely dark. There were no lights on inside. RJ was gone. I was frozen in shock. I was standing inches from the door I'd just come out of. A door that now seemed to lead to an entirely different place. I finally came to my senses and pulled at the door in a panic, trying to get back inside. Maybe RJ just moved somewhere else, I thought. Surely he was right inside somewhere. However, the door wouldn't budge this time. It was locked. I was completely beside myself at this point, calling out for him in a frenzy and banging on the glass door. After a few minutes of screaming, I had to stop and catch my breath. I sat on the sidewalk in front of the door. Tried to stop myself from shaking and calm myself enough to analyze exactly what just happened and what I should do next. That's when I looked back down at the toy in my hand. It wasn't me anymore. It was a small replica of Ronald McDonald, but his eyes were pitch black. There was a little speaker on his chest and a button on his back. 
I threw it on the ground in sheer disbelief. As it hit the sidewalk, the toy let out a grainy whisper. Good choice. Now start running. Thank you for listening. You can handle another horror story, right?